People of God, my name is Naaman the Syrian, commander of the army of Aram. It's an honor to speak with you today and to share my story with you. You may have heard my story, but I would like to share from my own point of view. I have been so blessed to be on the receiving end of the healing and life offered by the living God. I have learned some profound things as I come to know the grace and mercy of God. Perhaps you have learnt some of these things too, and maybe they will help you on your way as you seek to follow him. I was a mighty warrior. I was the king, I was the commander of the king of the armies of Aram. And I won great victories for my king in battle. But there was something that I could not overcome. I had a hideous and agonizing skin disease. Maybe you have heard in your language that I had leprosy. I am not sure if that is the right word. Whatever it was, I couldn't change it or cure it. Nothing I did could make a difference. Despite the honor of being my king's commander, I was ashamed because of my disease. The first thing I learned about God, the living God of Israel, whom they call Yahweh, was that God can use anyone for his purposes, anyone who simply trusts in him. My armies had captured a young Israelite girl, and she had become maidservant to my wife. Now, when I think back on the trauma that she suffered at my hands, being ripped from her family and her country, she would have had every right to hate me and to despise my wife, her mistress. And yet she showed unaccountable love. I believe now that it was because of her deep trust in the God of love himself that she was able to show such compassion to me, who had been her enemy, even to forgive me and to seek what was good for me rather than thirsting for revenge. One day, the girl with great courage spoke to my wife. I wish my master would go to see the prophet Elisha in Samaria, she said. He would heal him of that awful skin disease. What incredible courage that girl showed. What remarkable forgiveness. She knew that her God was in control despite her circumstances. She knew that God is a God of grace, a God of love, a God of healing, a God of mercy. It's true that God does not need powerful people, just simple, faithful people who trust him completely. She was an ordinary girl who believed in an extraordinary God. I am forever grateful to her. I had never before seen the phrase, love your enemies in action like this, but that is part of God's code for his people. For the first time, hope began to stir in my chest. Perhaps this God could heal me. Perhaps this prophet could take away my shame and my sickness. And that brings me to the second thing that I have learned. This God is the God of the outsider. This God will welcome anyone who comes to him with simple trust and childlike faith. You see, I truly was an outsider. I was an enemy of the chosen people, an enemy of God himself. 
I had committed atrocities against them. And yet, when I was still an enemy, God led me towards reconciliation through the faithful words of a young servant girl. Perhaps you have also discovered this about the living God, that he makes no distinction, that he welcomes the outsider and the enemies and that he makes them his friends. I pray that you know this truth down deep in your being as I have come to know it. Another thing that I have learned is that you cannot buy God's grace. You can't purchase his healing, his reconciliation or forgiveness. I calculated how much my healing would be worth. An absolute fortune, untold riches, 300 kilograms of silver, 70 kilograms of gold, 10 sets of the finest clothing that the world could possibly produce. Imagine, if you will, what such riches could purchase in your life, yet they could not purchase God's grace. I had to receive that as a gift, a sheer gift. You see, I tried to pay for my healing. When I met the man of God, I tried to pay him, but he absolutely refused to take anything from me. God's healing and wholeness came from the man of God simply as a gift. Have you experienced the riches of God? Have you at times, like me, thought that you had to do something to purchase your wholeness with God? Well, my friends, you cannot. All your riches and your righteousness are laughable in God's eyes. You can only receive his grace as a gift. But wait, I get ahead of myself. In this story, I first met the king of Israel. Unfortunately, despite his exalted position, he was a man of little faith. You have a saying, I believe. You cannot judge a book by its cover. You can't tell from looking at a person their wealth or status or intelligence whether their heart is right with God. So the king, being a man of little faith, panicked. He did not trust in God. But Elisha, the man of God, sent word to the king and said, send Naaman to me and he will find out that there is a God in Israel. And so I went, not only that I might be healed physically, but also that I might come to know God personally and be healed spiritually. So I went with my chariots and my soldiers and my retinue to the house of a man of God. I expected him to treat me as befits my rank, to come out and to make an incantation in the name of his God and to wave his hand over the spot and to heal me. But I was utterly humiliated. He sent a servant out to me, a servant who said to me, go and wash your body seven times in the river Jordan. I was full of pride and so I became full of rage. Go and immerse yourself seven times in the Jordan and you'll be cleansed. I expected him to come out and make incantation and wave over me in the name of his God. And instead he sends me to wash in this muddy little trickle of the Jordan River. Aren't the rivers of Damascus ten times better than anything I could find in Israel? And so I was ready to walk off in a rage. I thank God to this day that my soldiers pointed out the truth to me. 
Our father, they said placatingly, why would you not do this very little thing? If the prophet had told you to go and do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? Why not swallow your pride and do this one thing? Trust the word and promise of the man of God and go and wash and be cleansed. Do you have anything to lose? And so it was that I learned two more important things about the living God. One is that you must come to the very end of yourself, your own pride and ego and ability, in order to receive his grace. Only those who are humble will receive it. Only those who realize that they cannot cleanse themselves or earn forgiveness or buy grace by their own efforts must realize, as I did, that trusting in God's word is all that you have. Nothing else will make you whole. The second thing is that the God who made the universe, the living God, does not work by magic. His word and promise is enough. His word has power just by itself. So, my friends, I swallowed my pride. I learned humility I went to the Jordan. I trusted the promise of God given by the man of God. I went down into the water and dipped myself seven times and my life was changed. My shame was removed. My body was made whole and my spirit came to life. The word and the promise of God, the water and my trusting obedience were all that were needed. I cannot tell you how joyful I was when I emerged from the water and looked at my body and saw that I had been made whole. I saw that I was clean and I knew in my spirit that my soul had also been restored by God's grace. Have you received the washing of God, the cleansing that comes by water and the promise of God? I see from looking at you that some of you have. Some of you cannot remember that event. Nevertheless, it is real and effective. Cling to that washing and promise of God. You are clean. You are healed. You are forgiven. You are whole. You were an outsider, but now your spirit knows the living God. And I see that some of you have not yet received that washing of water and the promise of God. I urge you to swallow your pride to realize that you cannot achieve cleansing and life and relationship by your own efforts. I urge you to receive the washing of God and trust his promise. Trust the promise of the man of God. So I went back to the prophet Elisha, humble, repentant of my rage and pride. I went to say thanks to him. I know now beyond the shadow of a doubt that there is only one true and living God, your God. The God of Israel, I said to him, the God who acts by sheer grace, the God whose gifts and cleansing cannot be bought at any price, but only received as a gift. The, gods who, the God whose word and promise can only either be trusted or rejected. The God who welcomes the outsider, the God who cleanses and reconciles and saves and forgives, the God who loves even his enemies. There is so much more to my story, of course. You might like to read it for yourself sometime. 
a greedy Israelite, the servant of Elisha who wanted gain for himself, a journey back to my home country with loads of earth from Israel so I could remember and worship the living God. I have but one regret. I, Naaman, the fearless warrior, I regret that in my cowardice, I did not share this newfound faith and life and joy with others in my family and community as it had so freely been shared with me by that courageous young girl. And so I share it now with you. Do you know that the living God is the God of the outsider? Perhaps you still find yourself outside his grace and healing. Come to him. He will receive you. He will not reject you, no matter what you have done. If you have been his enemy, he will make you his friend. Do you know that the living God can use anyone? Anyone who puts their trust in him? You may be small and timid and unimportant in your own eyes. It doesn't matter. All who trust in him can be used to do extraordinary things like my young servant girl. Do you know that you cannot buy God's healing or grace or forgiveness? Riches and righteousness are never enough. You have to receive all of this as a sheer gift. Do you know and trust the promise of the man of God attached to the washing of water to make you pure and clean? Trust him. He has abundant life for you. Come to God, the living God, trusting his promise. Receive his life and cleansing. Farewell, my friends. May the living God bless you with abundant life and joy as you trust his promises. Farewell.